0: Please note the performance dates announced in the following interview are from the 2017 presentation. Please visit lordoflifelcms.org for upcoming performances.
1: Welcome travelers, welcome. Welcome to Bethlehem. You should know that many people will be traveling through Bethlehem at this time of the year. They register for the census. So please stay close together and go quietly. Listen carefully with both your ears and your heart to what the Lord has to say. And be sure to follow the instructions of the Roman guards as they guide you on your way through town. So come, enter Bethlehem. Go in peace.
0: How does your congregation engage the community with the Nativity Narrative? For 25 years, Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri has invited their neighbors to be immersed in the sights, sounds, and even the smells of the narrative of our Lord's birth as they recreate an engaging interpretation of the town of Bethlehem. I'm Andy Bates. You're listening to Faith and Family. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting Faith and Family. Find them in the sponsor section at kfuo.org. I recently had the opportunity to visit with friends at Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri, as they prepared for their 25th annual presentation of "Return to Bethlehem," a walkthrough drama of the narrative of the Nativity of Our Lord. I had a chance to speak with some of the cast members as they prepare for this upcoming presentation.
2: Just get back to my car and uh, Move along. Keep the streets clear. Mm-hmm. Wake up you Jews. Mm-hmm. The time to overthrow these, must overthrow these Roman dogs. Would you spend all your days under their heels? The time to fight is here. The time of Messiah is now.
0: It would be better for you not to listen to these two Jewish zealots.
1: He'll do a thing. We've got another soldier here and prisoners back here that make a big deal about, you know, we are the oppressed and, and fight tyranny and fight the Romans and blah, blah, blah. Keep going. we got the basket ladies. Now, everybody in these there will interact with them. Sometimes they ask them questions. Sometimes they don't, but they talk to each group. Weavers, we have a couple of kids that are down here playing, and we got a husband and wife, and they're kind of interacting. He got drunk the night before, and he's sleeping, and she's poking him in the ribs saying, where were you last night? You know, we had somebody that came by here and wanted some coals. You see, you haven't answered me. Where were you
3: last night?
2: I met some friends when I went to get wool. We had spiced wine. We talked. The time went.
3: Uh-huh.
2: There was a strangeness in the town last night, and it wasn't just a drink.
1: Further down is our synagogue. We have a rabbi and some synagogue boys that are discussing the events that are happening. And you keep going. We have animal trainer. This is one of my little bailiwicks. And as you can see, I also do all the costumes, (laughs) most of them. So we actually have live chicks. I'll pick those up. So we have baby chicks going around in here, which the kids love and stuff. And this gets a little bit more. We have hay in here and stuff for that. Um, They get passed off to the fruit vendors. And this is another one of mine. I will get some real fruit one of the girls will sit behind there and they'll grate it as you know every couple of minutes grate it so you have the smell of citrus coming through taylor um they have a little girl or boy standing here acting like they're hemming this is this is one of the favorite ones this is our prophet and pharisees and they get into it. It's a couple of the guys have been doing it for years. And they ad lib and everything else. And they get into an argument about, you know, how can there be a baby that's going to save the world and blah, blah, blah. It's just propaganda. And they get back and forth. And in the meantime, the soldier has followed him around and bangs a stick. Come on, people. Move along. Move along.
4: Hear ye the word of the Lord. Gather around, my children, and listen to me. Though Bethlehem be as small as a grain of sand amongst the great places of the world, Yet out of her shall come forth one to rule my people Israel. This day scripture is fulfilled. Messiah is born.
5: Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A baby
4: for a king, you Jews are mad. Brother Pharisee, what do you think about this kind of talk? I don't like it. I don't like it. This kind of thing has been happening more and more these days. The people are restless. They are willing to follow anyone they think can save them. It's not the time though. But that's just the point. These people know what they're saying will disrupt, and they do it anyway. Could it be that a king was born? A king born in backwater town like Bethlehem? (laughs) If this kind of thing continues, there's going to be trouble with Rome. But what if a star really came? Forget it. If you keep talking like this, you're going to be in trouble up to your neck. We don't need this. Through. Move along, you Pharisees.
1: And as they're going around, we've got other people still coming through. So we've got people coming. You can hear the, the clatter of everything. Then we come to the shepherds, and the shepherds will be here, and they do their thing. And Cecil is right there. <laughs> Cecil has you, the you can.
6: We, we have straw bales mm-hmm. that sort of surround this area, enclose it. And then we have straw on the on the floor, but you can see that Cecil uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> is not completely and,
1: uh But the kids love him because he'll he, he's he's usually right here, and they can reach up and pet him. And-
0: As I walked through the set at the dress rehearsal, I met many of the cast members, but there were a few who weren't there yet. They'd be there for the performances. So they were very special cast members, particularly the four-legged kind or the furry kind.
7: This is Cecil. He's getting pooped everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it even got on the wall. <laughs> How did I do this?
0: How did you get involved with it this? It was
7: kind of an accident. You know, I had a lot of dogs. I had, like, husky dogs. And I don't know if somebody said, well, she can handle dogs, she can handle Cecil. So... I really don't. I think somebody might have canceled one time. They're like, can you go in there and just be with Cecil? am like, okay, no speaking. I just have to control a donkey in front of all these people. Sure, I'll do it. And it, so ever since, it's been good. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's like a big dog.
0: How do you care for God's creation and uh, keep a donkey calm in a room of over 100 people? Sue Andrews shared with me as she serves as caretaker for Cecil the donkey, who's been a member of the cast for nearly 25 years.
7: Carrots, apples, and um, the last thing I do is I scratch his ears. He loves his ears being scratched. And I bring brushes and I brush them and everything, but it's his ears. If I can scratch the inside of his ears, he's really happy. You know, donkeys have those big ears. So he's like 25 years old at least. So I probably worked with Cecil 20 years. One year he didn't come, somebody else came. Another donkey came in his place. I don't remember what the situation, he was getting Henri or something. so. They brought his little sister, who was honorier than he was, or or his daughter or something. I don't know. There was some relationship, and they tried another donkey, and it didn't work out, so Cecil came back.
0: Is is he becoming friendlier or more docile in his older years?
7: Definitely. Once he was neutered, too, that helped. (laughs) For real. Yeah. Does um, he ever get noisy? Yeah, he brays every once in a while. He'll bray. Yeah, especially when the door opens, like I said, and he really wants to go out there where it's cooler. He'll bray um at church jim will sometimes you just talked to jim earlier jim will sometimes have him out like um just uh eating the grass and stuff on sunday morning or saturday morning and it's fun to watch people go by and kind of do a double take when they see (laughs) that it's a donkey on the front lawn at our church so it's really neat though it it just is fun for me and i just sit on the ground with them i just like come over in the corner and i just plop myself down and I have a brush with me. Actually, I have three brushes that I bring with me of different, um, I don't know what you call it, but, and I just brush them the whole time or scratch his ears or feed him apples or oats or Cheerios. He likes Cheerios too.
0: <laughs> when <laughs> visitors come around the corner and they see Cecil, the donkey, for the first time, what, what's their reaction when they first see him if they didn't hear or smell him before they got here? If
7: hear or smell him. Uh, oh, oh, look, donkey, donkey, and they want to pet him. You know, they they just want to pet him, but, I think most people understand, and it's a lot of parents trying to keep the kids from reaching out to touch the donkey because they don't know what Cecil will be like. So you get that a lot. Like parents say, shh, shh go over there. Our parents point in and say, go touch the donkey. So you get a lot of both. People who have come through before, though, they know that the donkey's going to be here. Yeah, and they love it.
0: How does having Cecil here help tell this narrative of the birth because of Jesus, Jesus?
7: You know, came into Jerusalem when he was being crucified on a donkey. Hmm. So I think that tells it, and that's what was going on at the time two thousand years ago. They were around; they're still around. <laughs> so that's yeah. all. It's just part of the are part of the lifestyle at that time, and plus the whole you know the crucifixion when Jesus came in town on a donkey.
0: Cecil the donkey isn't the only cast member who's been a part of the production for nearly 25 years. I had a chance to talk with Jim Urban, a member of the congregation, Lord of Life Lutheran Church, and a member of the cast and leadership for Return to Bethlehem for nearly 25 years.
6: I learned how to take care of animals, and I learned that sheep are not my friend. We, uh... Uh, we, we have Cecil, and, and I, I get along well with Cecil. But we had sheep, and the sheep really presented a problem. And we can tell you all kinds of stories about about the sheep uh, because they don't mind very well, and they have a tendency to escape.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And and I've spent hours following them around. You know when when uh, uh, I, I guess the first time they got out uh, I, I saw him get out and I followed him I couldn't catch him all I could do was maintain their position and then and and this is from six o'clock until eight o'clock yeah. I guess that's that was what it was we were doing so I had to wait for the thing to be over before anybody could come out
0: and help me. Jim and Robbie, who has served with the Return to Bethlehem cast and crew for a long time as well, share more about what it's all about.
1: And then the third shepherd will pull, this stays here, the third shepherd will do, say, you know, they saw the star and everything else, and would you like to see the baby Jesus? And then he'll pull this back and reveal baby Jesus in the family, and Mary and Joseph both have a line that they say, um, and then the baby's laying there, either laying there or mom's holding them, um, whatever, you know, playing, doing whatever, and so then they'll just stop and let him look for a little bit, and then head on outside for hot chocolate and cookies.
6: <laughs> Actually, the way the way the thing works, Abby, is I, I didn't really count the number of stations, but Everybody has a, a little comment, and it, it sort of builds, and you know. Then by the time you're over here, it really is emotional, yeah. because when when uh, when the shepherd pulls this thing back, and you and you see this little baby laying there,
1: a real baby of all things, you know,
6: it it, uh, it it's very emotional, and uh, you know we have people at. at really with tears in your mm-hmm. eyes.
0: Jim then introduced me to Marty, who has been a longtime member of the cast as well, and talk about his role in Return to Bethlehem.
6: Marty, how long have you been our uh, carpenter, our uh, wood carver?
2: Oh, about uh, 15 years now.
6: 15 years.
2: Of the 25 years.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you in it
2: prior to that? or was I was in the very first one. Right, well, So you've been in every one of them everyone except one uh, my wife's father passed away just during the uh the performance so I wasn't in that that year's uh performance but I've been in every other one since
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what got you involved
2: well it was a it was a congregational activity and it was just uh it was exciting uh for the whole congregation to 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 start doing this uh we had some extremely talented and creative people back then that uh, that knew about this particular program from another congregation and uh, developed it to fit our particular facility here and and uh, and so got everybody involved and excited about it and, and it just continued on from there. Uh, I'm a woodcarver again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been been locked into that role now for for quite a few years. It's one of the uh, one of the initial shops that the visitors come to visit, and I get to kind of introduce them to you know, what the city and giving them some warnings and talking about this, this strange things happening in, in Bethlehem about the, you know somebody seeing a star and this prophecy about a messiah. And, and uh, so it kind of gets them started in their journey through Bethlehem. So it's a very exciting role. It's, it's a lot of fun to play.
0: When neighbors or friends ask you what you're doing this weekend, <laughs> what do you tell them? How do you how do well, you tell them?
2: I said, "Well, I'm busy. I'm I'm going to be playing a part in the uh, you know as in the city of Bethlehem, and uh, and just about everybody I know knows what's happening the first week of weekend of December, and uh, I have a lot of friends and a lot of coworkers who try to make it a point to to get here just to come through." Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of an, a you know a, a ritual now, you know that uh, everybody knows where I'm at. You know, people first people part of start
6: people start getting the idea rather quickly
2: yeah.
6: when sometime in November you start growing a beard.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the first sign.
6: That's that's you know, <clears throat> that, I I would grow a beard every year, and it would be, you know, probably I'd start a little bit earlier. I don't have quite as much. facial hair as you do, but uh, I would start off in October sometime, and you know, by the time the first part of December came around, I had a pretty good
2: it's always interesting because it's kind of an opportunity to, to tell people about it because they start growing a beard, and they say, Oh, hunting season, you're growing a beard. It's like, No. I get to play a part in Bethlehem, and uh, the, the men had beards back then, so we grow beards. and So it's an opportunity to, to introduce what's happening. And the
6: beard was not as common 15 years ago as it is now. And and so when we would start to grow our beards, we would yes. stand out a little bit. Now, now <laughs> everybody's got a beard.
0: <laughs> what kind of work goes into the establishing and, and, and putting up this set every year for recreating this town of Bethlehem right there in the church building? Jim and Marty, who have been a part of the the crew for nearly 25 years. Give me some insights into the process of what it takes to recreate this whole village.
2: Once the walls are up here from the garage, it takes about, oh, two to three hours to, to set up the entire city. Um, with 25 years of experience, we've got it down to, a, to an art, pretty much. And um, we've got some very good plans to go by. The, the walls are are marked and the floor is marked on on where the every piece goes and uh, it just all comes together very quickly. The decorating takes a little bit longer.
0: So when this isn't Bethlehem, what is this space?
2: A fellowship hall. We use it for uh you know all of our gatherings, all of our congregational meetings, uh potlucks, special events.
0: And so part of the year, uh, what about a week out of the year, it's a uh... It becomes Bethlehem, yep. and you 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 leave the uh, the markings on the floor throughout the year as a reminder. <laughs> no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we, no. we
2: clean them up after uh, you know all the, all the markings uh, are gone, and it's uh, by a week after return to Bethlehem, everything is gone, and there's no trace of it for another year.
6: You no, know, they the might Malcolm's bring uh, the floor crew in to clean up the floor, mm-hmm. uh, and and. Uh, those the markings marty is talking about are uh tape blue mm-hmm. painters tape and you just pull
0: those up and they're they're gone i see so someone has to spend some time marking the floor with the-
2: yeah ken Glindworth uh, has been um, kind of organizing this for the past few years and he's he comes in early and uh, knows exactly where each piece goes and gives us a starting point and then the walls just go up from there and like I said, we've got it down pretty, pretty well now after uh, quite a few years of experience.
0: Lord of Five Lutheran Church has been carrying on this tradition for 25 years to help reach their community with the message of Jesus, the Savior, who took on human flesh. Now, over the years, they've, they've looked at how they can reach their community with this, this same story, the same narrative, the same text in an engaging way. Is there another audience that they can reach? Jim shared with me, what are the new ways that they're reaching a broader audience this year? Uh, and I, Pastor Mark was talking about this will be the first year
6: we have a deaf group coming through.
2: And uh, there will be somebody with their group signing. Um, and that's one nice thing about this particular event and this facility. Is that we can accommodate anybody? Uh, it's you know it's all handicap accessible. Uh, we have uh, senior citizen groups that come through, many of them in wheelchairs and walkers, and the groups can be accommodated you know to for smaller group sizes so that they can get through the city you know very well. And so it, it really is an opportunity for just about everybody to participate. Uh, if if they desire to.
4: How they put them behind bars in the Mm marketplace. What is to become of us?
1: Such a sorrow. I wonder if they saw that star in the sky last night that everyone is talking about. Travelers, if you don't need a basket today, you're most
7: welcome at our weaver shop next door. We wish you a good visit.
0: Stick around for more faith and family as we learn more about the 25 years of Lord of Life Lutheran Church engaging their community with their production of Return to Bethlehem.
5: Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute.
2: After decades of forced abortion to control its population, China is now forced to face its impact on their nation. They're confronting a lack of population in China. In the 90s, there were five Chinese workers for every pensioner. Now there are less than three. The writing is on the wall and Chinese officials are looking for a remedy. Li Bin, minister of the National Health and Family Planning Commission, said she expects China's president to make a drastic departure from their brutal population control system by entirely stopping birth control late next year. She also alluded to a startling revelation. China may have 90 million less people than the official count. It looks like China's having to pay for its crimes against humanity. For
4: more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. That's why weekday mornings at 8 a.m., two Missouri Synod pastors test their mettle against the Holy Scriptures, certain that not only will they come out better for it, but so will you. The sword of the Spirit is sharp to the touch, but you need practice wielding
5: it. Check out Sharper Iron, 8 a.m. every weekday on Worldwide KFUO. Peace Lutheran Church, South St. Louis County, invites you to join them on Sunday, December 10th for the annual German Advent Christmas service. The preacher will be Dr. Robert Kolb of Concordia Seminary, the liturgist, Pastor Dennis Castens of Peace. Service begins at 2.30 Sunday afternoon, December 10th, starting with pre-service music at 2.15. After the service, refreshments will be served in the gymnasium. Information on the German Advent Christmas service Sunday December 10th at 2:30 in the afternoon 314-892-5610 peacelutheranstl.org I'm KFUO's Kip Allen I'm a committed
4: Lutheran but I'm just a layman with no special theological training like many of us I have questions and I seek guidance I need answers given to me in a language I can understand That's what this program's all about. Let's talk.
8: The pastor is in. Friday afternoon at 2 on KFUO, the messenger of good news Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. KFUO, the messenger of good news. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. The message is clear. KFUO.
2: to Bethlehem. My inn is a fine one, the best in Bethlehem. But
4: today all we can offer you is a little food. Our rooms are full because of this census business. Such a madness, the crowds are driving us crazy.
7: I've carried bundles and fed donkeys till my feet scream with pain. We have turned many away,
4: but there was one couple, a man and his wife, who was going to give birth soon. They had been all over the city looking for a room...
1: They both look so tired. I well remember when my child was born. Such a special day in the life of a man and his wife. And we had no such bed to give them. All that I could offer was the stable. They seemed so grateful for that.
3: There was much noise last night near the stable.
1: Yes, I looked out the window. There were shepherds by the stable. And when I asked what they wanted, they said they were looking for a baby that had been born. How did they know?
4: It is all part of the madness in the city. I'm sorry we have no room for you. Shalom.
1: Innkeepers, they're talking about, you know, they didn't have any room in the inn. The innkeeper's wife saying she felt so bad that she gave them, you know, told them they could work, you know, stay in their stables because the woman was just so tired and so pregnant and, you know, ready to drop and...
0: You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. I recently had the opportunity to visit with the cast and crew of Return to Bethlehem, a walkthrough drama at Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri. It's been taking place for 25 years now as they seek to engage their community with this narrative of the nativity. As I talked with the cast and the crew, I learned more about what goes in to making this, this uh, whole production an engaging production and why they're so committed to it.
1: Where we actually had one of the baby Jesuses, Became one of our soldiers. Yeah. 16 years later, he was playing a soldier, and we actually have a member where his grandchildren are playing roles in it.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. How long have you been involved?
1: I've been since 08. 08 is when I first started. Why here. did you get involved? Well, I kind of got, I was. was, Andy,
6: you cannot cannot not get involved.
1: Yeah, I was kind of drafted to volunteer. Um, (laughs) My mom had passed away earlier in the year, and I decided to get back into church. So I came, and it turns out that the church secretary at the time, her son and daughter danced at the same studio my daughter did. And I do the costumes and stuff uh, for the dance troupe so I looked at Terry and I said well you know what can I do you know I'm I'm available what can I do and she took me by the arm and drug me over to Sharon Delmar and says I found you a helper <laughs> and that's where it started
0: <laughs> Jim how long have you been involved in reaching <laughs> to Bethlehem? 25?
6: No, no I was uh, I was out in Colorado for the first couple of years uh, but <clears throat> I guess I finally, like, uh, I came back off of the Appalachian Trail in 1999, and uh, and I started really getting involved heavily at that point, and uh, and then I ran it for about 12, 14 years or something. Up oh,
1: until what? Two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah,
6: you know, I, I have to easy. ask Daryl because he's the guy that took over for me.
1: It's only
6: been. And, it's and only I, been. I, I I just got, it got to the point where it was too much for me. But Daryl has the ability to delegate, and I don't. And <laughs> and uh, we had two casts, and oh, we I needed 120, 130 cast members. And I was getting those people lined up, and, and it was... I, it's a commitment. It really is, because the, you know they have to be here, and, and uh, uh, it's it's time and it's time consuming. It's it's difficult to do, and because of that, I said they're doing their bit. I'll do the other part of it, and so I did a, a lot of it. What was what was it that first drew you into it? Why did you why did you get involved? Oh. It's a great ministry. It, it just really is. Uh, we have we have people. Uh, I've, I've been involved a long time, and and I, I just love it when I'm out there in the reception area, and people come in, and here's this kid that's about a head taller than I am, and mother comes up and she says he was a baby Jesus, <laughs> 16 years ago, and. Uh, uh, and we have we have people who come every year. We have you know, we give out a little shekel, and I remember one family that that said, "Yeah, oh yeah, we have those shekels for the last sixteen years." You know,
2: it's interesting when you walk through the city because it, the story just kind of keeps building. You know, at first you hear about well, you know, there's been these rumors, there's this talk. You know, somebody said they seen a star, and 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 then as you walk through the city it becomes more and more uh emphasized and pronounced and uh, you'll hear the prophet you know he's he's citing old testament uh, scripture about this you know the coming messiah and and then you know it all just keeps building and building until they come to the end where the you know the here here is what we're talking about here is the message here is the good news the story that we're trying to tell uh right here in, in flesh.
1: Is that gonna be carpet? That's gonna be too short. Yeah. Yes. It's labeled. That'll work. That'll work. Yep. Just okay. don't use a belt. You'll be fine. If you want, you can get a vest to put over it. And then men's head wraps. Just find one and a tie. And I, knife. I don't well, think you've used one before. Yeah. No, too short. Okay.
3: Well, it was like years and years ago when uh, Gail Olson, when Gail and uh, oh, her, her friend, yeah. they were organizing it, and Gail came knocking on my door. And she said, can you 25 make 25 years costume? ago, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So every year we made new costumes. Uh, we haven't made any in the last two or three years. We've made do. But, um, and Robbie, who's kind of our main costume person now, she really researches to see what's authentic. So <laughs> she's raised the bar a lot, you know, especially with, like, the Pharisees and... Um, um, some of the women's headdresses so she's she's made the costumes more authentic it's hard to uh, imagine how effective this is when especially little kids walk through and they're just wide-eyed with wonder when they walk through the town of Bethlehem because there's usually chickens and (laughs) and the donkey yes the donkey well the soldier costumes are a big hit yeah because the soldiers are they're kind of scary. Actually. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They've got their special tunics and their uh, chest plates and their red capes and their helmets and their spears, and uh, they make a, a big presence in the city.
1: Are they? Do they still have the sheep outside? No. No. We
3: did have a problem that they got away sometimes. It
0: had to be. I've heard stories.
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> no live sheep.
0: What is? Uh, what's the biggest challenge? In costuming, would you say?
3: Uh, Well, one is the
1: soldiers to get all that on, tied together, to stay together, Mm -hmm. I think.
3: Yeah, the soldiers and um, having costumes that, you know, fit fairly well. I mean, we don't want them to, you know, they don't have to fit fit. And to be authentic and not have
1: uh, their cell phones or
3: regular shoes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's
6: probably the biggest thing. Move along. Move along. Keep the streets
8: clear.
0: I was amazed to see how the program engaged people of all ages and that there were members who have been a part of the cast and crew for 20, 25 years, some for just a few years, some who started off as the infant Jesus and moved on to uh, to other roles as young children or as soldiers or Wood carvers, whatever their, their role may be, that they are committed to it as a congregation. And it's also a family tradition for them to be a part of this. I had a chance to talk with Pastor Mark Bilow. He's been pastor at Lord of Life Lutheran Church for nine years. So he came in to return to Bethlehem uh, after it had been established for some time. And he learned about this tradition of the congregation and how they sought to engage their community. I've been at Lord of Life for nine years. And so, Return to Bethlehem has been going on for quite some time when you arrived here.
4: It has, it's a long-time tradition (laughs) for the people here and the community. So,
0: how were you introduced to Return to Bethlehem your first year?
4: Well, they said, how do you like to do acting? And I said, no, I won't act the first year, but I'll help set up and do some of the other things. So, that was my first... Uh, exposure to this wonderful ministry that they've done for so many years here in the community and to see the passion and the commitment for
0: why they do it. What's the, uh, how did the congregation get started with this? What's the the story behind it? Or what did they share with you?
4: (laughs) Well, I think it was really as a mode of outreach into the community to have a signature ministry that they could do that really fit their style in a community where they could do some drama and acting. And for them, it just fit, and it is stuck for 25 years. And in the community, it's a mainstay that, as I have now greeted people as they have left for the last five, six years, I am stunned to hear people saying, we've been here for the last 10, 15, 20 years, we've come through. Our children have been part of it and now they're older and so forth so even though the demographics are changing it's amazing to see how people really enjoy the story and everything about it
0: how has your role changed over the last
4: nine years well my first time I get to be a Pharisee in an acting role so we'll see if I'm able to uh, fulfill that role well (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you finally get an acting role as a yep. Pharisee. Are right. you excited about that? Have you studied? Well, are you prepared? I have
4: studied and memorized my lines very well, but the members are a little concerned that I haven't worked my way up on the totem pole of acting. And so I think this is my first go at acting and drama. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> what have you what have you learned in the the uh, the nine years that you've been here? What have you learned about Uh, the congregation and this way that they've chosen to reach out to their community?
4: What I have learned is that even though this is an enormous amount of work, it is a labor of love where as we talk about some of the younger kids who now have become adults and gone on to college, I am amazed at how this has become a powerful tradition in their family uh, and how they share the faith and that Some of the grandkids and kids look forward to the same acting parts and so forth. But again, I think this is a wonderful outreach to the community in the sense that they do it with enormous love and joy to share in a brief narrative the reason for
0: Christmas
4: and this moment in time that they get to experience Christ.
0: As I walked through a little while ago, and and I think it was Robbie who was sharing with me the different uh, senses that mm-hmm. the, the story appeals to, not just the sight, not just the sound, but even the smells and the things you get mm-hmm. to touch as well as you walk through. Tell me about how uh, about appealing to the senses as you share this narrative. Why, why is that uh, key to this story?
4: Well, I think it is key because it is, it is odd that a small fellowship hall is literally turned into the city of Bethlehem. And I think it's one of those moments where all of your senses of sight, smell, touch, uh, everything you can imagine is put out there because of the whole setup, and people are just overwhelmed with it. And the cast members have known their lines for so many years, but I think the minute they get to the very end, and every year that I've been part of it, there's always been a, real baby Jesus an infant child and to see people leave the the story of Bethlehem with tears in their eyes when they see this Christ child is really overwhelming for people so i think all of the sights the sounds the emotion is just gripping as they
0: experience it in a very quick way are there things that are new are, is there anything new that's that's been introduced recently, or is being introduced this year? How do you how do you are there changing needs in the community? Right. How do you reach those?
4: It's interesting that that believe it or not, nothing has changed. Um, obviously, customs have been improved and changed and so forth. But as the community has changed to be much more global, as in people from other countries. I am finding that it's actually more of a unique message from people well outside of Chesterfield and Missouri and other areas where they are just in awe of this experience and the story. So um, the message really doesn't change even though culture and the world around us changes. And I think, again, what I've heard from people so often is, isn't it nice that we can start our Christmas season
0: with this experience? How does working together in a project like this to to reach the community how does that help this what does that do within this congregation
4: well I think with any project that churches have done for a quarter of a century it is incredible to see the history and the collegiality and the love and the care and the concern that people have been doing various tasks or responsibilities that are seen or unseen for so many years so i think it is truly an intergenerational experience from uh, those that are much older to the very very young and so i see it as an intergenerational experience for everyone to have some hand in an experience of returning to bethlehem
0: the cast and crew of *Return to Bethlehem* at Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri, have asked me to extend to you that invitation to come and journey through their presentation. Take a step back in time, follow the narrative, and and uh, be immersed in this nativity of our Lord. *Return to Bethlehem* takes place December first, second, and third at Lord of Life Lutheran Church on Baxter Road in Chesterfield, Missouri. On December 1st at Friday, takes place from 6 to 8 p.m. And then on Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 5 p.m. You can call them at 636-532-0400 or visit their website, lordoflifelcms.org to find out more about Return to Bethlehem 2017. It's their 25th annual presentation of this walkthrough drama. Thanks so much for joining me for the special presentation of Faith and Family today. Thy strong word up in just a moment after a little music to help us prepare for this return to Bethlehem.
8: Listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314 996 1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. Thank you for listening
7: and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO.